I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. protect your peace and rest because it's been a really hectic and stressful couple of months you know maybe even the past yeah definitely the past year as well i am not on my phone whenever i'm not actively posting or working on something and just having that boundary because i've been seeing a lot of i was seeing a lot of accounts post pictures of hurt Asian Americans and violence and that really triggered me and I know that that's been the case for other Asian Americans as well so you know protect your peace find what gives you joy and that could be whatever makes you happy and you know create that boundary because we can't do this fight like we can't this movement really requires us to rest first now let the magic begin Hello, Njaima, Jaimayomis. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And this episode is sponsored by Skillshare and Green Chef. More about them later on in the episode, along with in the show notes, as always. <laughs> and now, this episode was extra special as this topic is something that I've been looking forward to addressing for months now and I'm happy to have had this conversation with Kim Syra, an activist, artist, and South Asian influencer. Her handle is at Kim Syra, and she has so many great posts informing people on a variety of social issues and topics like being an ally for black people and trans people along with focusing on Asian American experiences and has had many experiences and learned a variety of different issues that need to be heard. So I totally honor her for using her platform to highlight and honor a variety of different social issues. And 
In our chat, we talk about Asian American experiences and a few things to be aware of as an ally, along with Kim's story, of course, and moving to America at a young age. And we also touch on art and nature and sobriety. And to be honest, we just, we had a beautiful conversation that felt very warm, warming to the heart. So I hope that this brings some sort of guidance or message for you in some way, shape, or form. I'm sure it does. And I know that in this, we only scratch the surface as there are so many layers to explore. And so I linked the resources in the bio for you to check out along with Kim's Instagram link tree for places to donate and petition, like petition to get mainstream media coverage to cover Asian American attacks and petition to end Asian American hate crimes. So there are a variety of things that we can do to help out. And sadly, this episode was cut short because her Wi-Fi cut out towards the end, which is fine. I still walked away feeling good and nourished with knowing I heard the messages that I needed to hear. However, to honor her time when we did re-record later, we just recorded the very tail end of the conversation. So if you want me to have Kim Syra back on to talk about all the things, I mean, I'm more than happy to. I'm more than happy to. She's such a light. She's a bright light, so vibrant, so lively, so fun, so knowledgeable, so wise. And I know you'll enjoy her presence too. I also want to add that in the show notes, I linked Gabby Bernstein's free training, Four Secrets to Writing Your Best-Selling Book, how Gabby went from zero writing experience to being the number one New York Times bestselling author, and how you can too. <laughs> this is an event that takes place Sunday, May 23rd, 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is not live. There are two screening times, but the link is in the show notes, and here are some things that Gabby will share. One is the only thing you need to prioritize to make your book a bestseller, and the biggest mistake most writers make and how to avoid it, along with the number one reason you're blocking your best-selling book and how to fix it. And finally, my secret, her secret (laughs) method for marketing your book. So it's widely read and soon there will be the best-selling masterclass. And for those who complete the best-selling masterclass, I am so happy to offer a free Zoom chit chat with you where we can give each other feedback on our books and our process. And so that is to be announced soon, but I'm excited for the free training, which is coming up. I believe it's next week, right? So Sunday, May 23rd, there are two times. All the information is in the show notes and feel free to sign up via the link. And it is Gabby. It is Gabby who is and has been an inspiration of mine for a long time, a spiritual guide just simply through her books and honestly, her honesty. I appreciate honesty, especially as someone who doesn't really follow any sort of dogmatic spiritual practice. I simply just prefer for my personal spirituality to be simple. As simple as it gets, I love to be creative and tune within my soul and then you know, here and there do, you know, fun systems like human design and astrology. Those are fun for me, but I keep spirituality very simple and I appreciate that about Gabby as well. So I, I, I'm so excited and so thankful to be an affiliate for this anyway. So sign up for Gabby's free training. And again, the link is in the show notes. Anyway, I'm also happy to cover new topics, you know, expand my wings a bit. So feel free to let me know what else you'd like to hear on this show. Of course, from spiritual things to simply human things that help human beings in some way, shape, or form. And of course, whatever nourishes our creative spirits. So yeah, I've been been listening within in a different way lately. And 
I feel more open to change and evolution than ever before and just stepping outside of my comfort zone of what I've known and talked about for so long and focused on for quite some time now, which is only human, you know, and it's only part of our soul's experience, I feel, for us to want to explore a variety of different avenues in this world. You know, that's why I'm also walking into a completely new endeavor into my life, which if you've been listening to this podcast this year, then you likely know, but I won't elaborate on that here. I feel like I talk about it almost every podcast because I'm so excited about it. But anyway, yeah, I'm just, I, I feel so liberated lately. So many things have been liberating my spirit in surprising ways. And when I was mountain biking yesterday and the day before, I've, I was thinking and visualizing growth in business in unexpected ways and also in my personal life. So this podcast has been slowly evolving bit by bit, which I'm very open for and may rapidly evolve now. And yeah, I just feel it's very necessary for my soul. And I hope, and I'm so thankful for you for staying tuned. And I hope you continue to stay tuned for the topics I want to talk about now and tap into and dip my toe into. And, you know, I like to... I, I love novelty. I love novelty. I That's what I seek. That's what lights my soul. And I don't know why I'm even on this tangent, but it came up. And so thank you for hearing me out. But of course, there will still be many artists and activists and masters of their craft. On the show, I have some other episodes that are pre-recorded that are amazing. One with, with Brie, which will be next week, most likely, but we already recorded that episode. And you know, everyone loves a good episode with Brie. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I, feeling so lighted lately because I'm so open for new. There's only so many times we can say the same thing over and over in different ways and different expressions, of course, and interpretations, but there comes a time when the human just wants to tap into other lanes. And so... We'll see what comes from this, but I've already told the universe I am open for this change. And this is this is slight this is new what we're talking about today, I would say. I definitely want to talk about more social issues and so I'm so happy and so thankful to have a knowledgeable person like him, Syra, who has been educating herself this past year greatly to talk about this specific topic. Um anyway, that is a tangent I, for whatever reason, decided to embark on. <laughs> Unabashedly, no shame here. You know how I roll. <laughs> well, many of you. This, If you're new, welcome, and I believe you've started on a wonderful episode. <laughs> anyway, also, the giveaway for leaving a rating and review is still active. If this episode or any Euro Magic episode opened your heart, your mind, your human in any way, or helped you in any way, I would love to hear from you by simply sending a screenshot of your rating and review to hello at yourownmagic.life so I know that it's you and I can enter you in the giveaway for May. I'm sending someone many of my favorite things like candles, jewelry, books, a tarot deck. We're going with the flow. <laughs> anyway, on with the show. And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Ken Syrah. Kim, so first I just want to ask you, I'm just curious, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? I have just been like educating myself on everything that's been happening i'm unemployed right now so i'm also trying to figure out my next steps with my mm -hmm. personal life um yeah i love that that you not only educate yourself but you share it with others and you make it so it's easier to learn through your art or the way you creatively share it on your instagram I think that's a wise thing to do. It seems like that's also a job in a sense. Yeah, for sure. No, I love what I do. I really enjoy it. And um, I'm also very grateful for the platform that I have and just people who 
really just like care to listen yeah. to what I have to say. It's so cool. It's so cool. I'm curious how you even started with all of this. I'd love to hear your story that led you to where you are today. Um, for sure. I um so I really started the um like I guess you can call it activism journey. Yes. More prominently last year and this was around the time that the Black Lives Matter movement was really kicking off. And I live in LA, so the protests were all around me. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, so I was at home working at my job that I had at the time. And I was educating myself about, you know, and we were in quarantine, so I was also at home. Um, Like, when I was not working, I was like, kind of just like educating myself on what was happening um, in the news and just anti-racism. And then I would go to work and it really upset me how no one at my job was talking about it. And it just seemed to be such a prominent like issue. And it was just a huge elephant in the room and none of my colleagues, no one was talking about it. And I would be really upset um, so what I did was I bought an iPad and I already do art mm-hmm. like for fun. So what I would do was just um, draw whatever I was feeling about what I was learning at the time. So um, that was just a way for me to get out my feelings. And I guess it was a therapeutic way for me to express, you know, like these are things I think we should care about. But I didn't think that it would generate an audience at all. I kind of just did it for me. Mm-hmm. And then it I guess people were interested (laughs) and moving forward, I guess um, with the Asian hate that's been happening, I'm Asian. So um, as I've been learning about the whole anti-racism, systemic oppression, it's all very much interconnected. So um, it wasn't really difficult to understand that when we fight for, when I was learning about how we can stand up for black lives this is also how we can stand up for Asian lives. And, you know, um, so it was just like a very streamlined flow into what I am doing now, which is mostly for advocating for AAPI lives right now. Yeah. Oh, you're an activist. You're an artist. And this happened so suddenly then for you. Yeah. Very like your voice that what I did not know that I figured maybe you have been doing this for a while, but okay. (laughs) So this feels so new. This must be so exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's very new. Um, I've also been talking to a lot of, um, you know, just Asian people who have been following me recently Mm -hmm. and they feel the same way. They're like, oh, I feel like kind of an imposter because I'm so new to this. I've never really spoken out about my Asian-ness until now. Um, I never really gave given it the thought. And I feel like that's also so valid because um, that's why we say we're constantly learning and unlearning because we're taught something in schools that it's like that it's kind of different than what it actually is I'm not saying this is for all schools but I know for my education I was very much not taught about my history um in the textbooks and I know that there could have been more emphasis on other by POC histories that I wasn't taught as well so um it doesn't really matter like when you show up as long as you show up in my opinion it doesn't matter when you show up as long as you show up okay I have major chills where did you grow up in California by the way or Los Angeles no I grew up in Flushing Queens New York oh okay yeah so I couldn't picture them I I don't know how Queens educated others but I I picture that maybe there wasn't a large emphasis on Asian American culture or Asian culture um in Flushing in school oh in school yeah no not like very minimal to none like a pair yeah (laughs) I I grew up in Utah and Park City Utah and I'm all of this has just been so eye-opening, everything. And I'm like, I am so happy to connect with people like you to learn more, especially since my niece and nephew are Asian American as well. And it's like, I want to make sure that they grow up in a world where they feel fully 100% equal. Like it's not even a thought in anyone's mind, you know? Yeah, no, that is so, so true. And it's so valid. And yeah, just like standing up for 
all Asian lives and knowing that we're not all the same. We're not a monolith. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's valid. Okay, will you talk more about that? Because there's a variety of different Asian cultures. I'm more familiar, honestly, with um, Japanese and also Indonesian, a little bit of <laughs> Chinese. I'm not asking you to talk about the different cultures, but how do you think that others should approach that when you are not Asian or not even by POC without being too insensitive to others like cultures like approach Mm -hmm. asking questions and everything if that makes sense yeah no this is such a really this is a really good question a lot of people nowadays nowadays um, (laughs) a lot of people are um, throwing around the term AAPI which is Asian American Pacific Islander Mm -hmm. and I have seen and heard and I agree with um, the concept that AAPI is not a great term to use for us. I'm there's not really an alternative right now. I can't, there's not really an alternative, but it's because there are 48 countries that make up Asia, and there are so many, um, there's so many countries that make up Pacific Islanders and cultures and heritages and histories. And I think it's so, so valid to just also say I don't know all the cultures I don't know you know I don't know I'm not familiar entirely with Korean culture and that's totally fine I'm not um but it's also valid to say I guess when we're acknowledging the AAPI experience we should just use the word experiences and Mm. also I've a lot of people say AAPI community and I think it's just not community, it's communities, like with an S. Because, yes. um, just simple language like that when you're talking about Asian Americans, AAPI, Pacific Islanders, whenever we're grouped together, um, it's just good to acknowledge that there's multiple of us. Um, and so whenever I talk about AAPI on my story or on my posts, I almost always acknowledge that like we all have different experiences and stories and we're not all the same. I'm not going to know about Indonesian culture as much as I know about another Asian culture. And that's, you know, we can all learn and it's all valid. Uh, That only makes sense as well. 48 different countries and they are vastly different. It's interesting that we would even consider looping them together. I understand that, you know, that's a sector of the world, but the way that humans in these different cultures eat and celebrate life and celebrate family is vastly different. It's so interesting. I wonder why we do loop them together now that you're bringing this up because I was thinking about my former (laughs) sister-in-law and I've talked to her about this before. This was years and years. I was young and I would ask about the difference between Chinese, Korean and Japanese culture. She's Japanese and she, I remember, was a little resistant in a respectful way. She's like, we're just so different. It's not It's not even something to compare mm-hmm. or loop together yeah. at all, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that's so valid. And I think that, um, like, I love that now, like, we're more, as I guess I've seen so many more Asians being so more, like, more okay with saying that, um, that, yeah, you can't lump us all together just as how, like, I... I'm Filipino, so I'm Southeast Asian, and um, South and Southeast Asians often get excluded from, like, the Asian narrative, which um, most people, like, not most people, but a lot of people, like, Americans think, when they think of Asian, they think of um, East Asian countries, and um, a lot of other countries get dismissed, and I think that's also so, like, prominent and important to know that, like, I do not identify with East Asian culture that much. Right. And that's so valid. And I love how like people are now speaking up about that because I've always thought that internally growing up. I'm like, oh, like yeah. my friends are Chinese, but like I really can't relate to what they do, you know? And I'm like, oh, that doesn't make me Asian. Um, but it does. It's just that we should probably <laughs> talk about it more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That soon one day we're going to just you know, completely not divide everything, but more so unify everyone and just say, okay, you're just human. But right now, right now that makes a world of sense. Like also, I mean, those who are Nepali or they live in India, you know, they, Mm -hmm. and being compared to others in China, cultures are so vastly different. So this is such a good conversation to say, okay, the Asian 
experiences, the Asian American experiences, the Asian communities, because that is simply just a sector of the world, not necessarily a type of human, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valid. (laughs) (laughs) So do not fast forward (laughs) because Green Chef has an extremely special offer for you that is $90 off you're not going to want to just pass this by because of everything that Green Chef has to offer. I fully give them my stamp of approval for being the best meal kit there is out there for a variety of reasons. Not only health, but they are very environmentally friendly. I'll talk about it. Let me just say that Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. I would definitely prefer some USDA certified organic food. And guess what? Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company where you can enjoy clean ingredients you can trust that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. And the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. And best part is Green Chef has a $90 off offer for you, including free shipping when you go to greenchef.com slash 90magic. But more on Green Chef a moment. So Green Chef makes eating well so easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or simply just looking to eat healthier. There is a wide range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. I am loving the vegan one sent my way with the already prepped ingredients. I think I've talked about this before, but I preferred the simple things in life. Even when it comes to my cooking and the steps it takes to cook. So honestly, that's what I love most about Green Chef, aside from the fact that it's delivered straight to my door. I love that I just have to take out the ingredients and, you know, prep it a little bit so I feel at least like I'm cooking something kind of like a chef. But, you know, as a lazy chef, it's mostly done for me. And all the ingredients are laid out for me and I know I'm just eating real food, good food. That, by the way, I need to add this because I can't highlight this enough, Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. You can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I think that that is the key highlight that I couldn't emphasize enough. And here are some delicious plant-powered meals from Green Chef, like their mojito cauliflower and their maple carrot farro bowls or maybe you feel like a Duke of Spice chickpea bowl, or how about some smoky Romesco cauliflower? All this is so good. So I'm just saying they are quite gourmet. You're gonna look like quite the sous chef, maybe for others or for your own self as you enjoy these healthy meals that are again, also environmentally friendly. Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega-3s. Just a little tidbit right there. <laughs> anyway, go to greenchef.com 90magic and use code 90magic to get $90 off, including free shipping. $90, that's amazing. So again, that is greenchef.com 90magic. That's numerical 90magic, one word, no spaces. 90 magic to get $90 off, including free shipping. All of that is in the show notes as well. And remember that Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Wanted to point that out too. Anyway, on with the show. So I'm curious if you want to share any personal experiences from yourself or your family, because I love that you just brought up how when you were younger, you uh, noticed that 
difference as well, but it just, there was never really like a languaging or an acknowledgement of it. You just felt it. Is there anything else that you experienced when you were younger, something that you noticed your family experienced when walking through this Asian American experience? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I am an immigrant. So I came to America when I was like, I don't know, like five, um, like really young. Um, Yeah. But my parents are um, also immigrants we all came here and I like I've experienced the Asian American you know or American dream like that the struggle that um, a lot of families go through when they come to America and they just they don't have money they don't have the means yeah. um, so when I came here my mom worked as a maid for like seven eight years so we can get our green cards and my dad was like a construction worker so long story short, I didn't really get to see my parents until I was like 12 years old. I would only see them sporadically like on weekends because they were always working. Oh my god. Yeah. So I, yeah. Wow. So I was um like staying at friends' houses a lot. Um and I like so after school I would go to friends' houses. My parents weren't really like involved. Um and then we got our green cards when I was 12 and then we were more stable then. But um that's just my typical, my typical, that's just my Mm -hmm. Asian American immigrant experience. Mm -hmm. But in terms of just like the racism and, you know, feeling like you're not Asian enough, feeling like you're not white enough, like, I've dealt with that all my life. I have only unpacked it this year. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm Asian. And it's totally okay to say that, oh, white, like, I'm, I don't identify with white culture and I've always felt so guilty about that because like as an Asian immigrant, you want to assimilate to America as much and as fast as possible. So growing up when I would see blonde um, celebrities on TV, I would be like, oh, I need to have blonde hair and blue eyes. And now at 24, I'm like, no, Kim, it's totally okay to not want that. Like you're not going <laughs> to be that even if you try. So And it's totally valid. And um, those are just like those are just like tidbits of how I think many Asian Americans or just like Asian people in America face. Thank you for sharing that. I seriously have chills (laughs) right now because I could only imagine. And if you could paint a picture of what Queens was like, as far as the Mm -hmm. community, because I genuinely don't know, are there a lot there or did you feel marginalized in the community as well? Because I know Asian Americans here in Utah Uh definitely do because it's so, there's so few, any by POC, to be honest, it's so, it's predominantly white here, obviously. Um, Um, So I'm just curious what Queens was like. Yeah, it was predominantly Asian. Like I grew up. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up around um, so many different Asian cultures and even in school because I went to elementary school in Flushing I went to two but the first one that I went to I didn't have any white classmates and I didn't see like a white classmate until I reached like the sixth grade when I had to transfer wow. to like another school but yeah so I I'm very lucky to have that regard because I know a lot of Asians um, when they grow up they feel ostracized in their communities because they're not white and their communities are predominantly white but I'm I recognize I'm so lucky to have had that experience to be growing up around or and in Asian communities that's so beautiful and then are are you also surrounded by a lot of uh Filipinos yeah okay that's good so it's like a sense of home yeah that makes me happy to know that as someone who's white I've had one level of feeling I'm just very influenced by the media in a lot of ways of how I need to grow up and be and yada yada. But I just, I can't even fathom what it would have been like not being. And so I think it's amazing that there's so many different voices now that are being highlighted as it should be, um, as it should have been yes, since what, yesteryear, many years ago, <laughs> like it's finally about time, but that has been such a not only marginalized group, but there's been a lot of stereotypes that are thrown around that have, for whatever reason, become socially acceptable when it's really not. Yeah, especially yeah. in jokes. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's, and I think as Asian Americans, we've learned to normalize that. Like, um, I I put up a reel today, and it was just um 
questions that I've got, like questions I'm tired of hearing as an Asian American, like white people edition. <laughs> That's good. Um, I should have read that before the interview. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so fun to make because I asked my followers. I was just like, oh, like it's gonna be like submission based, and everything that they submitted, I've gotten asked. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I relate to this so heavy. And it's funny how we've normalized these questions because they're so offensive. But as an Asian, because we all know we get them so much. It's like, yeah, like I'm probably going to have to explain to him what like that justify your identity type thing. But yeah, I'm just seeing this now. You posted four hours ago. Was this also <laughs> Wait, okay. This is so great. I'm liking this right now. Okay, I'm curious. <laughs> Oh, I see. So you're having you're having them ask, and then you're gonna do like another thing later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so here. Okay. So do you mind if I read some of the questions? Yeah, for sure. That people. Res- okay. So it looks like. Do you know Karate? Really? Is that one? What kind of Asian are you? You look. You all look alike. Ooh. Yeah. My. I remember my sister in law when I was like in high school. My former sister in law. She. She said to not ever ask that. Oh, yeah. Um, that hasn't even been a thought in my mind since. Yeah. Is she Japanese or Chinese? That's interesting. Hmm. Where are you really from? Yeah. So that's not a oh, question yeah. to ask. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's like the one. Yeah. That's the one I got submitted the most like before I did this reel. And I was like, wow, right. that is like. I don't know why people ask that, but I totally understand that we all have gotten asked that at one point, and it's kind of funny now. But it's not like people ask me, you know, where are you from? I guess, like, I'm from the States, but I guess in a sense, UK, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, 90%. You know what's amazing? Well, I don't know if it's so amazing, but have you taken a 23andMe ever? I have never, no. Really? Okay, well. I want to, though. It's so fun, so... I am well the majority of my family on my mom's side I know this is like probably so what trivial to people but they are mostly UK but my dad he is pretty much everything I'm serious everything but Asian but Asian oh wow so he is that's why he kind of looks like people think he's Hispanic or he's Persian or he's uh let's see I don't know he's seriously Middle Eastern African Hispanic Native American and then some white yeah but but because I grew up so of course I have like that little bit mixed my you know I've always wondered because I'm like okay my dad is clearly something but I am blonde and I look so white so I've always lived as though I've always had the white privilege because I am so what you can't tell so it's just really interesting like I have a friend as well that's black but has a lot of UK English in him right and we all really might be coming from a variety of different places and you never know yeah it's so true and it's also I was I'm reading this book right now and it's about um the history of race and um race is pretty much a social construct like it was pretty much created by white people like a long (laughs) time ago to like um at the time take over and like oppress Mm -hmm. and it's funny that now it's turned into this because um like the like it like we are all human beings and we should recognize that um and I've gotten so many questions it was it's not it's like very all lives matter vibes but I totally understand the question which is like we're all human so why don't we just advocate for everyone and I'm like yeah but at the same time like race is a socially con a social construct but it's created what it's what it, what's happening now um so we should like recognize the atrocities and oppression first and then can recognize that we are all humans and all deserve to be like uplifted from white supremacy amen we have to acknowledge what has been done first in an ideal utopia world we all automatically leave it behind and can you know just everybody in the world you know shift but no it's gonna take time indeed Mm -hmm. and you have to recognize what has been done Mm -hmm. in order for it to finally one day unify and move forward yes but it just it is it is weird to talk about because you know this is truly not like on a soul level it's 
really just something that humans go through and it was a social construct on a soul level we're all the same it's just an interesting thing that we do need to bring it up yeah yeah definitely (laughs) definitely curious though for those that are listening who are asian american because i know i have some listeners who are do you have any messages for them in this moment yeah um my message to all the asian american listeners is you know protect your peace and rest because it's been a really hectic and stressful couple of months, you know, maybe even the past, yeah, definitely the past year as well. Um, So, you know, rest, I am not on my phone whenever I'm not like actively posting or working on something and just having that boundary because I've been seeing a lot of, um, I was seeing a lot of uh, accounts post pictures of, you know, hurt Asian Americans like, beaten or whatever and violence and that really triggered me and I know that that's been the case for other Asian Americans as well so you know protect your peace um find what gives you joy and that could be whatever makes you happy and you know create that boundary because we can't do this fight like we can't this movement really requires us to rest first so yeah this movement requires for us to rest first Oh my gosh, I'm still, I I am so, I guess, overwhelmed in this moment because for whatever reason, or I feel emotional right now. I don't know why. I guess I kind of know why, but, and my heart, yeah, my heart is indeed with this community, especially during this time. I'm happy though. It's finally coming to the forefront of the media and many people's mind as it needed to many years ago, like we've said. So that is such a beautiful message. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for giving me the space to, you know, speak about it and, you know, just Mm -hmm. talk about my experiences because it really means a lot to me. And it means a lot to the people who follow me and like want to hear, you know, things like this for affirmations because they probably feel the same way. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) There is a good chance you have heard of the online learning community with thousands of classes called Skillshare. And I hope you take advantage of this free trial, two-week free trial they have to offer for you so you can explore all the new creative ventures that they have for you. And perhaps even many of you have tried Skillshare. And I must say, I'm amazed by their quality of production for their classes and also their teachers and the value they bring to the table. They're masters of their craft, some of them renowned, and many of you may even know as some of them are online creators. There's so much value that you can explore on Skillshare, whether you are interested in animation, design, illustration, lifestyle, photo and film, business, writing, the list goes on for you to discover and explore. I learned how to use Procreate thanks to Jerome Vogel's digital illustration, learn to use Procreate. (laughs) But there are so many other fascinating classes on Skillshare such as YouTube Success, Script, Shoot and Edit with MKBHD, taught by Marcus Brownlee, or Productivity for Creatives, Build a System that Brings Out Your Best, taught by Thomas Frank, or, ooh, this one sounds good, Artivism, Create Inspiring Art for Change, taught by Nicholas Smith. There are a variety, a variety of classes, and... I know with this free trial, you are going to dig up some gold and nourish that creative soul of yours. Anyway, I'm so thankful they're continuing to gift the Your Own Magic listeners a free trial. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Your Own Magic and get a free trial of their premium membership. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Your Own Magic. Enjoy your two-week free trial and nourish your creative soul. And now on with the show. Can we also now talk about something else that you are lighted by, which is your art? Yeah, for sure. I love that. Okay, yay. I'm curious, what types of art do you prefer to do? Oh my gosh, I can do, like, I love all art. Um, <laughs> My art style is constantly changing, but right now I just do digital art. So yeah. Do you use Procreate? Yeah, I love Procreate. 
<laughs> it's so addicting. It's so fun. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call myself as like a proof. I'm definitely, I'm an amateur when it comes to it, but there's something therapeutic about it. Yeah. Because it's so simple. For- yeah those of us like myself who are very challenged when I pick up a pen and try to draw something oh my gosh I'm I also an amateur like I don't care (laughs) I'm on the same page as you I'm just (gasps) winging it this whole time (laughs) (laughs) well it's amazing whatever you're doing what is your what's your creation process like if you have one I just um a lot of my work my past work especially is very colorful pastel and (gasps) my favorite yeah me too and I was just inspired by (laughs) to Frank type art and I was just like wait I want to do art that is very like eye-catching like whatever Lisa Frank does so (laughs) that was inspo (laughs) Lisa Frank is my childhood I loved her so much my shower curtain was Lisa Frank my backpack was Lisa Frank my notebook was Lisa Frank and the Uh, folders (laughs) do you have any other hobbies or passions that fuel your creative mind because I can tell you're a creative indeed really just being in nature and just taking bike rides and sometimes just clearing my head like that I'll come home and I'm like wait I have so many more ideas that I want to do but I wouldn't have been able to have those ideas if I was just like at home just like sitting on my bed I kind of like need to be outside and like in nature moving around and then I'll like clear my mind up 100 percent amen i feel stuck and stagnant if i'm indoors all day i have yeah. to go outside in roman nature yes same. <laughs> i saw your highlights and i see you are you recently became sober which congratulations oh, yeah. by the way and i'm Thank curious you. how that has impacted your life and maybe even perhaps your creativity oh my gosh um, someone commented on one of my posts and she is also on the sobriety journey and she was like, I feel so much more awake now. And that's like how I feel because it is, it's like, a. I, I've never, um, I didn't talk about it for a while because I was just like, oh, it's really not that important. But I really just have been enjoying the journey and I've been surrounding myself by people who don't pressure me to drink or, you know, they don't really care if I do or don't. Um, so it's just been really rewarding for me personally because I know everyone's journey is different. I've slipped up a couple of times, like I've drank twice, <laughs> like on this journey, and I realized like that's totally fine. Yeah. And you know, I really love it. I think it's ha- it has like fueled my creative process a lot more because um, I I just like again feel more awake in a sense, but also like it's been really difficult in terms of like having to um, g- like re examine the person I was in the past and just like like when I was drinking a lot and be like ooh, that's cringe like that's not who I am now like because it it does change like I noticed like I changed a lot when I stopped drinking completely so So, good to hear and know it's so beautiful to watch people as well on their sobriety journey yeah are you ready for a rapid fire round yeah for sure all right do you prefer coffee or tea tea Vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. Uh, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Yeah? Yeah? Are, do you have a morning uh, routine? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> are you you like a, you say like a flowy person, like not too much of a routine. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> so when you're not working or when you're not Instagramming or, you know, educating yourself, how do you like to spend your time? um depends on how I feel sometimes I like to sprawl on my balcony <laughs> sometimes I like to take a bike ride it really just depends on the day I yeah. love that I, I love that see it's just about the flow of the day exactly yeah. I didn't even ask that question when you just said as well you're like I don't have a routine I just go with the flow with whatever yeah. <laughs> um most use emoji um I think it right now is like the the nauseous one it's like puking but like not puking you know a lot more minor one yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why yeah. that's like my <laughs> most used <word. laughs> that's funny <laughs> um any books or tv shows that you're currently reading or watching if any oh I I'm reading my friend Nadia Okamoto's book which is the period movement um she's such a great like friend and advocate for you know period movement and also shows that I'm watching um so I'm very much into reality tv right now because it's just taking my mind away from like 
you know what's been happening and i've been watching the real housewives what, <laughs> yes <laughs> which uh cities the new york one okay so and i like that so much so yeah <laughs> i started real housewives i don't know if it, you're like new to it i'm new to it because really i started you're new to yeah. it yeah. yeah i started in 2019 because i was like i'm not gonna watch that you know everybody there's yeah. a reality show stigma and then my friend Jordan was watching it and you know she hyped it up and so I was like you know what I'm going to give it a try and you know became addicted obsessed consumed when Real Housewives Salt Lake City was ready I was so excited coming from the (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that show is so problematic and for some reason I like cannot stop watching it it's addicting I know I think it's because especially if you live like my life I feel like is pretty chill doesn't yeah. have a lot of drama yeah and so maybe my human just wants to like seek it and just finds it so entertaining I don't know yeah same, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have a favorite era of music um the 70s right now <laughs> really yeah. 70s like rock um I love 70s rock yeah and then just mm-hmm. like like old timey music that like my parents listened to that at the time I was like oh why are you playing this um and now I'm like oh this is good music (laughs) right there's a new level of appreciation for it it's like nostalgic as well when because my parents yeah 70s would definitely be what my dad played the most and so I have to agree I mean my favorite is probably 90s but 70s when it comes to oldies yeah Yeah, same (laughs) (laughs) um okay so I wanted to ask you this is the last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? To just go for it. And I know that's like really corny advice, but um a lot I when I was first starting, I was really scared and had a lot of like imposter syndrome. And it's and if I had like believed that route, I would have never been where I am like right now, which is a much happier place with what I do and like more fulfilling. So yeah, just go for it. And you know, don't be like scared of like, what I, I yeah, just go for it. <laughs> yes, go for it. It's truly only the mind that holds yeah. us back. When yeah. we, if we feel it or we have a desire to make it happen, it will happen. Yeah. And I'm happy you went for it, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I actually think that that's great advice. And for whatever reason, I think what most people might find quote unquote corny or whatever, it always ends up being honestly the most truthful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm finding too. (laughs) Everyone go follow Kim on Instagram at Kim Syra, K-I-M-S-A-I-R-A. And is there anywhere else where people can connect with you? Um, No. (laughs) No, that's it. (laughs) Yes. Kim, you're truly such a light. This has been such a great conversation. Conversational gold that we that I needed to have on this podcast. And I'm happy that you were the first to explore this with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for giving me the safe space to talk. And I really, really appreciated it. I have, I had so much fun. So thank you. Thank you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.